Andrew founded Chuzel back in 2012. They've got a multi-tiered kind of revenue approach where they're making money on a SaaS play, but also rev share. The SaaS side of that, 250 customers paying call on, on average 300 bucks a month, so 75 grand there per month. Additionally, again, making most of their money on the percentage of ad spend side. Raised 8.5 million bucks, did about 10 million in sales in 20 uh, or last year, looking to hit about 20 million this year. This is episode 727. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from Aaron Klein. And with $24 million raised, why is he building financial technology on the back of advisors? But first, here's today's episode. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 units sold mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Andrew Fisher. He's a seasoned entrepreneur with extensive business development and sales experience in digital media and entrepreneur software, or enterprise software, or SaaS. He recently launched Chuzel, a simple end-to-end digital marketing platform in the fall of 2012. Based in Denver, Colorado, Chuzel is the world's fastest-growing digital advertising platform. Andrew, you ready to take us to the top? All right. All right. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, that's a big word. Fastest growing digital advertising platform. How do you know you're how do you know you're the biggest? Prove it. Well we know we're the fastest growing just based on our growth rates as proven by third party sources, including Inc magazine um, and their annual rankings. And, what were you um, ranked? Um, this will be our first year in Inc because you have to have four years of track record above a certain revenue level. So if I, when I looked at last year's benchmarks, we'll probably be in the 60s or 70s worldwide. And so for our category, um, we'll still be the fastest growing over that period of time, which is exciting. And we also got profitable uh, last year, which um, is pretty unusual for a, a fast-growing technology company to also get profitable in the same year. So we're very proud of that. That's great. So you launched this, uh, you launched this again, several years ago, I think you said 2012, correct? Yep. We, and, uh, so it's up four and a half years. Got it. And I'm, I'm pulling the data, I think off Inc here, that's where my research team got this, I believe, but 2016 revenue was between five and 10 million. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And about 30 employees. Yeah, we've, you know, we ended last year, 2016 at 32 full-time employees. Uh, we actually raised a small, follow-on round uh, based on our success last year. So we've invested pretty rapidly in the team. We're actually just about 50 full-time employees. Um, so we've had a, a pretty big growth spurt over the last six months or so. And what's the business model? Is it an agency retainer model or is it SaaS? It's SaaS in the sense that we are fully a self-service platform. We install at the agency level. They do have a monthly license fee, which is uh, very much a SaaS type model. Which is what and on then- average? It depends. You know, the lowest level of subscription we have is $99 for an agency with a single client. Um, and that can go up to around $2,000 per month if they want to fully white label our system, have unlimited accounts. Average it we, for me, though, Andrew. What would you say if you average it? Um, the average subscription level is probably about $300 a month okay. per, per client. We've got about 250 clients in the platform. Um, as I mentioned, the vast majority are self-service. We do offer, you know, kind of hybrid managed services, yep. which is kind of a training program to get our agencies up to speed until they are able to take over the controls. So how else are you making money? Because if I take 250 customers times a $300 per month ARPU, that gives me about 75 grand per month, which is south of yep. the five to 10 million you said. So is that just professional services revenue on top of it? That's the license fee. And okay. we are an ad tech company. So we also take a percentage of media as it's spent through the platform. 
So it's a hybrid model. And then as, as clients spend more, obviously, uh, their media share will go down. We're fully transparent with our partners. Our our media um, share starts at 40%. Okay. And then we'll work with our clients as they scale. And what so, does that yeah. mean, by the way? 40% media share. If I'm going to put 100 grand through you, what do you take? 40 grand. Got it. Wow. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. And but, we kind of positioned ourselves as a, a premium player in the space. And you know, as we tell our clients and our team, it's uh, we're not. Our goal is to be the cheapest platform. We want to be the best overall partner. And often what we're displacing are black box solutions, managed service providers that don't disclose any of their fees. And so often, by our estimation, it's minimum of a 100% margin or more when you're working with those types of solutions. So we do have a premium margin, um, but we're also very transparent. We'll work with our clients to ensure they have performance through the platform. Yep. And then just uh, fine-tune this for a second. In 2016, mm -hmm. so what was total revenue, the, the exact or near the exact amount? Yeah, we were just about 10 million in revenues in 2016. Okay, and what do you think you'll do here in 2017? We're hopeful to double. You know, we're um, we're on pace to doing that, and it's just uh, we've we've added a lot of key hires across the board: technology, product, engineering, and sales. So it's it's been a another fun year. So we should hopefully double again this year. It's late May right now, and we're recording this. How much revenue have you already done? Um, I think we're probably. Specific enough on the revenue at this point. I can't disclose too much, obviously. But, but you're on when you extrapolate that, you get to twenty. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got it. We Good. are on track. Yeah, and like most companies that have a media share, naturally, uh, the majority of our revenues are going to come in Q3 and Q4. Okay, no, I didn't know that. So you see, yeah. just because of the seasonality. Yeah, you know, most advertisers, depending on their sector, obviously, um, there's a lot of heavy up Q3, Q4 especially. So mm -hmm. we'll see about 60% of our revenue in the second half of the year. Oh, wow. Okay. And then how much total have you raised? We've raised just about $8.5 million to date. Um, so by technology standards and, you know, with our, our peer group, we've remained very lean. Um, and that's really been our goal. You know, we, we've raised capital from non-traditional sources. Like what? Uh, family office. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, a, a group of uh, families that came from automotive wealth based in Michigan. And uh, what's unique about them is they, you know, they have deep pockets, much like a venture investor, but they are much more interested in, in us building a scalable, sustainable business as opposed to just being a growth story. So when we raised our capital on our Series A, the goal wasn't to get to a Series B. It was to build a sustainable company. Um, so we were really excited when we got profitable last year and kind of proved our overall business model. And now we're really kind of in that scaling and growth phase. The family office, so they don't get, I mean, they get paid like a VC does, right? They have to wait till an exit or do you pay them a percentage yeah. of profits? No, it's it's very much a, a venture structured investment. They just don't happen to be venture capitalists. So yep. yeah, it's an equity based investment um, with the goal for them to, you know, uh, cash out upon exit, you know, transfers of control of somehow. What does a gross churn look like? Obviously that's critical in a SaaS company. Mm -hmm. So we average about five to seven percent churn monthly, um, which is well, it's it's high for if you look at traditional SaaS, but our licenses are also month to month, okay. and so our churn rate is actually, if you look at it, you know, the cohort of our competitors is very, very competitive. Most research that we can find for companies that like us are ten percent or more, um, and again, that's overall. We have a lot of clients that sign up and kind of churn out on their own, um, and when we isolate them, our, our healthy churn for the clients we're actually targeting is under five percent. And again, that's still with a month to month license. Yeah. I mean, but like a company like Ad Espresso, which Hootsuite just, just purchased, you know, they're, they're kind of a Facebook marketing, you know, ad management platform. They were under like 3%, right? I mean, if you're at 7%, obviously you're churning, you know, three-fourths of your base or more every year. I mean, how do you get that down? Why are people churning? 
Well, again, if, if we do some of the analysis um, and we separate out people that kind of sign up for our platform and churn out kind of on their own, um, I think we'll be at a much you know healthier churn level. Um, we're very happy with our churn as it is now when we compare it against our new customer growth, when we look at our lifetime value and our, our average revenue per client. And we also separate out to inbound versus outbound, right? When okay. our sales team is going out, they're working mostly with agencies. The inbound is going to have a lot higher churn overall just based on the nature of uh, our low monthly fees and subscriptions. So on the business that we're focused on, we feel like we've got really healthy kind of core metrics. And when you're figuring out what you can spend to acquire a customer, I assume you back into that based off what you predict LTV to be. What do you predict LTV? LTV to be? Um, we, we've got a, a range, you know, and again, I'm not inclined to share super specifics here in terms of, you know, no, a, range, a range is fine. I'm just curious how you think yeah. about the relationship. Yeah. Our healthier clients, you know, have over, you know, six figure average lifetime value. Um, and so when we factor in our customer acquisition costs, it's approximately one twentieth of that. So we, we have a pretty healthy, um, average return over the customer acquisition cost. So the unit economics are, are really strong, which we're excited to kind of continue to grow. I've seen companies really get their butt kicked when they have a super healthy LTV ratio, but the payback period is super long, so they have a huge cash gap. I mean, mm-hmm. how quickly on those accounts that are you think are really good fits for your platform, how quickly do you make back your CAC? Um, on the, if we're isolating, and again, it depends on how we look at the cohorts. But Talk you know, to me about you your perfect our, cohort. Yeah, I mean, it can be... On average, it's probably between two and three months. Okay, got it. That's really yeah. healthy. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. And then what uh, of your 50 folks full-time, how many of them are in sales? So we have 10 full-time salespeople. Um, and if you include our, our sales manager, and I, I still spend a lot of time with the team, we're probably 12 total. Um, and then we have two people in the UK. Um, and then we also have a, what we call client experience team. Uh, they're about the same size as well. And they're going to do everything from onboarding training, uh, teaching self-service clients how to run the platform, optimize it as well. So that side of the business, um, if you include everyone within it, it's probably around 30 total. Uh, and then the bulk of the rest of the team is going to be engineering and product focused. Got it. Uh, the rest yep. based there in Boulder. Yeah, we're in Denver, Colorado. So yeah, or Denver. Yep. yep. Guys, big news. Last month was a huge month for the company I recently acquired, which was www.thetopinbox.com. I liked the company so much when I met the person who created it. It lets you send emails later on Gmail, set up reminders like snooze almost to keep your inbox clean, do things like send auto follow-ups and do open tracking so you know when your emails get opened. It's great if you're in sales or CEO or trying to be more productive. So listen, I bought the whole company on the spot and I wanna tell you how I did it. I've showed the deal, by the way, to big, smart people, private equity firms, VCs, and they're dumbfounded. They go, Nathan, how did you do this? We've never seen a deal like this. How did you do this? So I did an unbelievable deal and I wanna show you the income report. So for me to send you the income report, go to www.thetopinbox.com click the red button that says install this on Gmail. And when you do that, my email will appear. It'll appear in a little uh, Gmail pop-up window. Send me an email and I'll reply immediately with the income report. And you can see how I'm buying and growing small B2B SaaS companies. That's www.thetopinbox.com. Totally free to try and use. www.thetopinbox.com. All right, let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are rapid fire questions. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, the hard thing about hard things by, um, Ben Horowitz. Um, yeah, exactly. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? 
Um, I follow one of our, our close partners uh, called The Trade Desk, Jeff Green, very smart CEO. They went public last fall, and I think he's built an amazing business, one that we like to emulate. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, my favorite online tool is going to be Evernote. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, seven on and, average, but I also have two young kids, so. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, okay, so two kids, and what's your situation? Married, single? Yep, married, two, two young kids. Uh, we've got a five-year-old, and we have a, uh, a daughter that'll be one next month. Amazing. And how old are you, Andrew? I am 40 years old. All right, take us home. Take us back 20 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I think I would, if I could talk to my 20-year-old self, um, I would probably reinforce the message of focus, right? You can only be an expert at so many things. So really focusing in on what you want to do and becoming great at those smaller, smaller list of things. There you guys have it from Andrew. Founded Chusel back in 2012. They've got a multi-tiered kind of revenue approach where they're making money on a SaaS play, but also rev share. The SaaS side of that, 250 customers paying call on, on average 300 bucks a month, so 75 grand there per month. Additionally, again, making most of their money on the percentage of ad spend side. Raised 8.5 million bucks, did about 10 million in sales in 20, uh, or last year, looking to hit about 20 million this year. They're on a tear. Andrew, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, it was a pleasure. If you enjoyed Andrew's episode today, go back and listen to Heather Marie yesterday. She's doing 500 grand per month in monthly recurring revenue. And she says the key is, well, go listen to find out. It'll surprise you.